0: Welcome back to Talk Green to Me, a podcast about materials and sustainability. I'm Manali, and with me is Nasreen. Nasreen, have you seen all the leaves turning red on the trees?
1: Yeah, I love the trees in the fall. Actually, I love trees all year round.
0: Me too, which is why we got to make sure we don't run out of them.
1: Exactly, and a lot of companies and government initiatives are trying to help with this as well.
0: So this is episode 13, Sustainable Forestry. Leaves us wanting more. Nisreen, have you noticed how we keep talking about trees? Yeah, this might be like the fifth time? Yeah, trees provide us with cellulose, which we talked about in episode 2, and lignin, which we talked about in episode 10.
1: And they help with composting, which we talked about in episode 12. We
0: can do so many things with trees. They're great. And green.
1: Yeah, but Manali, I feel bad that we're always cutting them down to use them for stuff.
0: And you call yourself a tree hugger, you monster.
1: Well, not me personally, except when I want to wear my flannel and be a lumberjack. But paper companies, they need the cellulose to make paper.
0: But aren't we going to run out of trees if we keep cutting them down?
1: Yes, and deforestation was a big problem for a long time. People would cut down trees whenever they needed wood
0: for fire, building, paper, whatever. That does not sound sustainable at all. We need those trees for reducing CO2 and generating oxygen.
1: It definitely was not sustainable. Up until the 20th century, settlers who came to North America cleared an average of 2.1 acres of forest per
0: person. Whoa, that is so much forest. That's terrible. More trees. See, it was fine until it wasn't.
1: Eventually, people started cutting more trees faster than they could grow them back.
0: You mean it was pine until it wasn't. But anyway, (laughs) that sounds like deforestation.
1: It is a little bit, but deforestation is the permanent removal of forests, usually so the land can be used for other practices.
0: Oh, so like clearing lands for farming and agriculture?
1: Yeah, and globally deforestation accounts for 17% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions.
0: Is that because we don't have the trees to offset the emissions anymore?
1: Yes, trees and forests are able to store a lot of carbon within them. And when they get cut down, all of this carbon is released into the atmosphere.
0: Dang, so all of this carbon because we need land for farming? That sounds terrible. I guess I'll go on a diet. I don't know if that would really help. A lot of farming is actually
1: for growing things like palm trees to make oil.
0: Oh, well, never mind then. I'm going to use less oil.
1: Um, okay, you do you, Manali.
0: I'm just trying to help because I'm a real tree hugger.
1: Mm. Well, I'm glad you are. We need more people like you. In the past 25 years, we've lost millions of square kilometers of tree cover to deforestation.
0: Okay, I can't even picture how big that is.
1: So between 1990 and 2016, it was 1.3 million square kilometers of forest, which
0: is bigger than the whole area of South Africa. Oh my god, that's crazy high. But I heard that North America has basically had zero forest loss for decades. So how is that possible?
1: North America is doing well, but most of the deforestation happens in other parts of the world. About 17% of the Amazonian rainforest has been destroyed in the last 50 years. Oh no, but they've got all the sloths and the jaguars. And maybe tigers. And There are no tigers <laughs> in South America. I mean, maybe at the zoo, and anyway. but not in the Amazon. (laughs) Um, Anyway, regions of Western Africa, where they probably have tigers, and Southeast Asia also suffer from a lot of deforestation.
0: Tigers are only in Asia. That's fine. That's fine. Save the tigers. Unfortunately, the issues that come from deforestation are not always restricted to these specific areas.
1: Exactly. Some of the problems, like losing wildlife habitat and excessive flooding, is localized, but a major problem is the higher greenhouse gas emissions and global warming, which is definitely global and not local.
0: And with the loss of wildlife comes loss of ecosystems and extinct animals, which are also global. Think of all the future generations that will pine because they never know what a sloth is. Didn't you already use the pine line? I think I might have used the pine one.
1: Uh, we, We really ruin everything, don't we? So, what's the solution?
0: Sustainable forestry! Okay, so I know sustainable means to be able to maintain, continue, and keep.
1: Yes, and forestry is the science of managing forests. And sustainable forestry is basically managing forests in a way to maintain them to provide wood and water now and in the future. This sounds very smart. We should all do this. Yes, we should. Okay, so how? Right, so the principle behind sustainable forestry is balancing our needs with the forests.
0: So like planting a new tree every time we cut one down?
1: Well, yes, but also much more than that. The balance is between three areas, ecological, social, and economical.
0: So the
1: environment, people, and money. Yes, good use of synonyms, Manali.
0: Or PEM for short, people, environment, money. (laughs) (laughs) Or MEP. Ooh, yeah, MEP is way better than PEM.
1: Okay, anyway, so let's talk about MEP. The ecological side is taking care of wildlife and plants and the soil and those kinds of things.
0: So basically we wanna make sure that we're conserving the ecosystem.
1: Yep. The social aspect is dealing with society's needs. We obviously need wood to build things and for paper and clothes.
0: And society can also benefit from preserving the forest for things like recreation so that people can enjoy nature walks.
1: With COVID, I spent a lot of time outdoors now. It's very good for your mental health. Here's a PSA, everyone go outdoors. And forest products lead to economic gains and jobs, which is a big impact on the community
0: it's a balance between using the resources from the forest, but not taking away too much of the forest.
1: That's right. So let's talk about how to do this.
0: Well, you said that it wasn't just planting a new tree for every tree we cut down.
1: Exactly. Trees take many years to grow, so if we plant one today, it won't be ready to cut down for maybe 20 years. And we don't want to cut down all the trees today and not have anything for the next couple of decades.
0: So we don't want just a bunch of baby new trees because they're not as helpful for making products with wood.
1: Yes, but we also don't want just a bunch of older trees because younger trees actually help with carbon capture and providing oxygen.
0: Oh,
1: and old trees don't do that? Old trees are usually full of carbon from their years
0: of service and are too full. Just like me on Thanksgiving Day. Ooh, how timely. Wow. So even cutting down trees is a balancing act. But how do we do this? It depends on
1: the forest and the time of
0: year and the
1: environment and climate and wildlife.
0: Whoa, whoa, slow down. So do we just never know what to cut? Well, don't lose hope. We're not on the chopping
1: block just yet. Oh, boy. Well, tell me what to do. Well, basically, there are scientists that study the forest and figure out what trees to cut and how much of the forest can be cut without harming it. And there are specific types of cutting patterns and harvesting patterns that can be used.
0: Ooh, patterns like stripes or crisscross or crop circles?
1: No, I'm talking about things like clear cutting or group selection or single
0: tree selection. So I understand single tree selection. It's like single lady selection. Put a ring on it. (laughs) Like the rings of a tree. Um, So if a tree looks old or falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, it's probably been single cut. Probably. And group
1: cutting is selecting maybe a few, like five, trees to cut down while maintaining the forest around it. Okay, so what's clear cutting? Is
0: it transparent? Um, no.
1: That one is actually a bit choppy. It's the practice of cutting large areas of trees.
0: Oh, but couldn't that degrade the environment? Isn't that what we're trying to protect?
1: Yeah, that's one argument against using this practice since it might increase soil erosion and silting and take away large parts of the ecosystem.
0: So why would we do this?
1: Sometimes forest needs to be cut to promote new growth. And this is also a practice that happens in nature.
0: Or is it nurture?
1: I guess it's both, because we are nurturing the nature, and it's nurturing us. That's deep, rain Deeper than the
0: roots of some trees. Okay, so I get the process, but how does this work in the real world? Companies that
1: follow these sustainable practices and cut down trees for products while conserving the environment can get certified.
0: Ooh, like certified with a sticker?
1: Yes, sticker that basically tells consumers that a product was made using sustainable forest practices.
0: That sounds very helpful.
1: There's one from the Forest Stewardship Council, and it ensures that products come from responsibly managed forests. That's an international nonprofit organization.
0: Oh, I've seen the FSC labels on lots of stuff, like Kimberly Clark's toilet paper, moleskin notebooks, and even Ben and Jerry's spoons and cups and straws
1: yes the fsc certification are on all of those different products what's cool is they follow certain principles including compliance with laws indigenous people rights environmental impacts maintenance of high conservation forests and much much more this is very
0: intriguing i think the full fsc part product is also on their website we'll put a link to it on our website great idea And there's also
1: the North American version called SFI, Sustainable Forestry Initiative, that focuses on advancing sustainability through forest-focused collaborations.
0: Oh, I've seen their little tree logo on things too, like Hallmark cards and even the 3M post-its.
1: So all of our listeners can look for these labels on products to ensure that they are buying products with trees that are sustainably sourced.
0: And products that help keep the forests balanced. Exactly. Using these products will help save the jaguars. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I think it'll help conserve the forests and therefore the jaguar habitats. People should also just use locally
1: sourced, wood-based products in general over other non-renewable materials.
0: Like a fancy wooden table instead of those flimsy plastic ones. Or a
1: book. Reading a book over using electronics helps reduce carbon emissions.
0: Okay, when was the last time you read a book, Nasreen?
1: Look, do as I say, not as I do. I help in other ways by volunteering at local nonprofits and the forestry services.
0: Well, that's good at least. What are some organizations that our listeners can look out for? There's the Nature Conservancy
1: and other wildlife preservation organizations like Ducks Unlimited and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation.
0: What about more locally in Atlanta?
1: Atlanta has an organization called Trees Atlanta. They address Atlanta's tree loss, protect its forests, and create new green spaces. Um, how do they do that? By planting trees. Oh, I can do that. Yes. And a large part of sustainable forestry is also dependent on governments and policies.
0: Ugh, big governments always bringing us down.
1: No, this is a good thing.
0: Oh, what kind of policies are you talking about?
1: Certain policies include requiring permits for logging in certain areas. Maine has laws that require timber harvesters to make
0: sure that a harvested area is restocked with lots of trees. Okay, that kind of just sounds like good manners. This will definitely make the people poplar. Yes, <laughs> but the rules are very specific. If anyone cuts
1: down trees in certain area... They have to make sure that within five years that the area is restocked with 450 trees per acre and the trees are at least three feet high.
0: So basically that limits the number of trees people can cut down since typically trees won't grow back within five years. Yep, exactly. Okay, I've also heard about this Paris Agreement thing. Is that something to do with conservation?
1: Yes, sort of. Article 5 of the Paris Agreement invites countries to take action to conserve and enhance sinks and reservoirs of greenhouse gases.
0: Forests are reservoirs of greenhouse gases.
1: Yep, so hopefully USA will be back on this treaty within the next few months.
0: I will definitely be supporting any and all of these policies if they come up during voting time.
1: That's great. Other important government policies include the 1972 U.S. Clean Water Act and the U.S. Endangered Species Act of 1973. These regulate the discharge of pollutants into the water and protect threatened animals and wildlife through best management practices.
0: That's how we'll save the slots.
1: I don't think we have slots here, but we'll protect things like jaguars and grizzly bears and the kangaroo rat. I love all those things. The kangaroo is also my favorite type of rat.
0: Wait, what? I don't don't think that's how animals work. Anyway, I'm glad these initiatives were put into place and hope our listeners support other policies that come up in this area.
1: And if people have their own land that's forested, they can contact the Natural Resource Conservation Service to learn about the management options available.
0: What kind of things can people usually do? They can establish conservation easements. Oh, that sounds like it'll make my life a lot easier. Do you have a forest? Well, not right now. Okay, well, in the
1: future, when you do, conservation easements basically are agreements that people won't use the land in order to conserve the forested area.
0: So basically private landowners agreeing not to cut down their trees? Exactly, and the Forest Legacy
1: Program in the U.S. provides funding to encourage this.
0: So not only do I not have to do hard tree chopping work, but someone will give me free monies. This sounds great. I'm going to go buy a forest.
1: Well, I guess you can't use those trees for printing paper. But other than that, yeah. So
0: Manali, what did you learn today? I learned that sustainable forestry involves balancing between the needs of the environment and the socioeconomic needs of the people. So MEP. Exactly, MEP. I also learned that there are many different ways to harvest trees that help keep the forest healthy and conserve ecosystems. Like group cutting and single cutting. And I learned that I can personally help by planting trees, volunteering with Forest Services, and by buying products with FSC and SFI labels to make sure that the stuff I buy is sustainably sourced. Yes, that's great.
1: And I hope our listeners also look for these labels when buying products and do all of the other things, too. Ooh, ooh, and I also learned that
0: it ain't easy being green. Yeah, it's time to leave now. This episode was written, edited, and produced by Manali Banerjee and Nasreen Khan. Music is by Shang Wei Yang. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TGTM Podcast. Please email any questions to talk green to me podcast at gmail.com.